Hey, what's up, everybody? It is Sunday, March 19th, 2023, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Now Mind You podcast, this being episode 61, Combat. There will be some spoilers up ahead. I'm TJ. I'm Matt. I'm Bryce. And we're back again. This time we're covering the pay-per-view event that occurred as of this recording last afternoon. Afternoon night. Saturday. Let me tell you something. A pay-per-view that happens at 4 p.m. is a good time. You mean to tell me I still got a day left after the thing? I don't anyway. know how I'm finna do next week at 6. They <laughs> yeah. might have lost me. Oh, That's, man. hey, two weeks back to back? I know, dude. Five I know. and then I've adjusted. I've adjusted. <laughs> I have hey. adjusted. Listen, I don't want to go back. But anyway, uh, UFC 286, Edwards versus Usman 3, right? On this fight card, at least for the main card, we had at middleweight, Vittoria versus Dolize. At women's flyweight, we had Maya versus O'Neal. At uh, welterweight, we had Nelson versus Barbarina. At lightweight, we had Gagey versus Fazeev. And mm. finally, uh, for our main event at welterweight for the title, we had Edwards versus Usman. Without further ado, Mr. Coachman, why don't you take us yeah. into Vittori versus Delize? Yeah, you just heard TJ. Vittori versus Delize. I'm going to call him Roman because I, 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 that name hard for me. That you last. just smoothly said it, my guy. Well done. Finesse it in there, too. Yeah. Sometimes like my mouth water a little bit, and then I get a little excited. I can't, you know what I'm saying? But we go get past mm-hmm. that, okay? Mm-hmm. So uh, we have Toy versus Delize. Uh, Three-round fight. Um, they both had recent fights. Uh, Vittori uh, got a win over, um, I want to say, Paula Costa, and that was in September. Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I'm sorry. He got a loss against Robert Whitaker. His recent yeah. fight was against Robert Whitaker. Bobby he fought Knuckles. Paolo right before that. Yeah, yeah, and he got the win off that. Of course, though, Bobby Knuckles is Bobby Knuckles. Oh, such That's a good a, fucking nickname. Yes, yeah. it is. Yes, it is. And, of course, Roman Delize, who, uh, who's come, who was coming off a win off of Jack Hermanson. Oh, my uh, God. Man. Sorry. Yeah, He's coming off a murder of Jack Hermanson. <laughs> I ain't never seen a half Boston Crab used like that. Never. Never. I've <laughs> never seen that, bro. But go on. So, you know, uh, Vittori's coming in here, got a lot to prove. Roman's coming in here, and he's got some momentum going. Uh, the funny thing about Vittori coming into this, as they said, he, uh, he's, he spent some time in Thailand getting his, uh, getting his, getting his kicks up, uh, which was interesting. Um, go, I'm just going to go right into the fight. I didn't really see – I mean, he, he has some legs kick here and there, um, but, like, the, uh, the, the hands – uh, still felt a little a little stiff, you know. They weren't they weren't flowing like that to me. Mm. Um, but for this fight, um, it was mostly stand up. Um, hmm. Mostly, it was it was all stand up. It was, uh, <laughs> they tried to grapple. There was just no no going down. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was Roman versus uh, Marvin, and Roman just kept throwing bombs. Like he was just he was just harking at Martin Marvin. Sorry. He was harking at Marvin, um, getting it through his defense for the most part. But, you know, Marvin just – Marvin kept it up. He had some good good hands here and there. Um, I want to say it was a war, but due to the co-main, I can't call it a war. That's fair. I will call this a uh, a good – a good uh, – a good a one. skirmish? On <laughs> yeah. <laughs> skirmish. Yes, one is. Yeah. A good skirmish. A good skirmish. Uh, look, looking at the breakdown of this fight – uh, Vittori landed 106 out of 218 uh, strikes. Uh, Roman landed 71 out of 192. 
uh, significant strikes were 106 uh, against 218, like uh, Marvin. Yeah, so um, it didn't. The funny thing about this fight, thinking it over, it really didn't look like Roman was winning. Um, I mean, it didn't look like Marvin was winning. I was going to say the blows, just because of the blows Roman were throwing, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that he was just harking on Marvin. I don't, I don't remember Marvin uh, being uh, just kind of having control of the ground. I felt like he was more so escaping Roman and trying to trying to get away from the punches. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it was more of a tactical game Marvin played. I feel like that was that was what this uh, card ended up being. I feel like really this was a good um, this was a good uh, this 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 card this this fight pretty much makes up what uh, what this card was about, which was good as strategy um, and just and just playing to your strengths. Um, which is sad that um, we we see a lot that fighters in this card um, didn't 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 change their strategy up once they realized their shit wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, um, I know TJ felt like this was, uh, this was, it, it shouldn't have, wasn't it a, uh, it was a, it was a majority decision for Marvin, right? It wasn't a, it wasn't a yeah, split. You are correct. I think it should have been a split he decision. He wanted that, yeah. Uh, yeah. I should, I, it should have been a split decision, man. I agree. Uh, but I also don't think necessarily that the right person won, but that's neither here nor there. Mm. Yeah, um, Marvin is an interesting case in the division to me because it's like, well, now it's Pahea, but, you know, before we had Adesanya and then you had Bobby Knuckles right there, which is kind of like a person you can't even get through anyway. <laughs> and so, you know, you just have Marvin Max Holloway. Yeah, you know, uh, and then you have Marvin here who, 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 who I mean, you got to win on, 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 on Costa, you know, and that's something. Um so um what what how this affects Marvin's career it will be interesting. Um maybe he'll go back to Thailand and just work more on his uh, on his hands. So that will be a very interesting thing. I think um I think any fighter, you know, with just like good wrestling like he does, just upping the hands just to kind of round himself about is great. Uh him, well, really they he needed it more so for kicks because he's so hand heavy. He don't throw kicks. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was why he was in. He was trying to get his Muay Thai up, and after the first round, he wasn't throwing leg kicks no more. He went yeah. back to the hands. Yeah, I wonder if that was a recent move. Was it? I mean, it was. That's it what was they were saying. from the last camp when he took the elder Whitaker. Yeah, he he yeah. just yeah. Right he just did it. Right, right. Yeah. In September, it was September. So yeah, he still he still got to He still got to go into the lab and just get that figured out. I'm curious about his next fight and Bilal's. I know we. I know Bilal was just a random mention, but we were talking about it before the recording. He'll be more relevant later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um good a good fight overall, a good skirmish. Um <laughs> and uh Marvin got the win. So it was solid. So uh the next fight was O'Neal and Maya, I wanna say. Yeah. I believe that is uh that's going to you, uh Sir Hambrick. That's me. Uh hey Sir Hambrick's not kind of smooth. We should be just calling you that from now on. <laughs> Sir Hambrick of House Hands. Of House Hambrick. Oh, of House of Hands. House, Let's, of get House Hands. <laughs> yeah. Let's get it. Let's get it. So we got Jennifer Maya versus Casey O'Neill. Now, I'm going to tell you all something <laughs> that y'all may not have known. Uh, I'm a fan of Jennifer Maya. 
Now, it's not just because we you share a birthday. Tell me. <laughs> hey, it's not because we share a birthday. No, I was going crazy on her in the group chat yesterday. But I will say, once I realized who I was looking at, I was like, oh, yeah, I rock with Shorty the long way. Like, I actually really do like her. Like, I'm a huge fan of uh, I'm a huge fan of her solely, again, not solely because we share a birthday, but because of her resume. Because she's beaten somebody that I don't think she could beat now. And that's no disrespect to her. I just think, you know, with the way fighters grow, mm-hmm. uh, which is Jessica Andrade. Mm-hmm. She's beaten Jessica Andrade before. Um, also, she just has a ton, a ton of combat experience. You know, this is a person who comes from the, like, the Invicta days, comes from the Shooter Box Academy, black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, black belt in Muay Thai, depending on where you go. But you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The one thing she had... On full display last night was the hands. Man. On the other side, she went up against uh, Casey Cameron O'Neill, uh, the Scott Australian, as they were referring to her as, uh, because she is a a uh, Scotland-born Australian raised transplant. She has a kickboxing background. She is actually the daughter of uh, a professional kickboxer uh, named Cam O'Neill, and he started her out with kickboxing when she was four. And eventually she floated over into uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu kind of off and on. Um, And for a little while she was training at uh, Tiger Muay Thai, but now she's at Extreme Couture. Um, She's considering everything, though. She doesn't have a ton of MMA experience, um, but what she had on her side over Jennifer Maya was age. Uh, Casey O'Neill coming into this fight 25 October 6th, October 7th, coming against my birthday twin October 6th, 34 <laughs> years old. Um, man, I'll say this. It the the story of the fight to me 100 percent was experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that solely because uh Casey O'Neill's fighting style is tank. It's just Come forward, go forward, go forward, come go forward, forward, come forward, come forward. It is relentless pressure, but it is it is unfortunately relentless pressure without a lot of head movement and without mm-hmm. walking. She does not walk in with shots. She tries to walk herself into range. And what I mean by that for anybody who doesn't understand is she doesn't throw to create an opening. She just tries to be the opening. Mm-hmm. Um. And against a person like Jennifer Meyer, who one is, like I said, very, very experienced, but two just has the motor and the hands to be able to throw um, beautiful boxing, the volume and the speed that she had to throw at. You know what I'm saying? It was it was relatively impressive. And to watch this woman, you know, go side to side and, you know, just pull a combination here. Get out of there. Pull a combination. Get out of there. The word of that fight was uppercut. Boy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that lead uppercut, the two uppercut, too. Come yeah. on, man. She was pulling this every single time, man. She was going nuts last night. She was boxing like like she'd been training with Alexa Grasso last night. Like that shit was crazy. Loki. It was uh it was a uh, it was this is one of those things where it was like it was one-sided, it wasn't an ass whooping, but it was one-sided. Mm-hmm. Like Casey O'Neill was in this fight, but she lost. Yeah. You know, she lost it. There was a, it was a unanimous decision uh victory for Jennifer Maya. Um I also just feel like no, I'm going to keep that to myself. 
But hey, <laughs> <laughs> you caught yourself. Good. Yeah, I caught myself. Take a note, Bryce. <laughs> I try. Hey, I try. No, I don't. Yeah, I was about to say, come on, man. Don't don't lie to the people, Bryce. You be loose. <laughs> uh, but at any rate, uh, Jennifer Meyer pulls off the unanimous decision victory. Uh, very decide. Very. Uh, very deservingly so over Casey O'Neill, who I won't necessarily say has to go back to the drawing board, but I think she needs to get a little bit more experience before she uh, faces, you know, faces another uh, person, at least I feel of that caliber, mm -hmm. because though she has fought some, some pretty, she has some impressive enough people on her resume. If I'm being, uh, if I'm being realistic about it, she hasn't fought anybody of necessarily Jennifer Maya's caliber. And that's not to downplay the fact that she's fought Anatonia Shevchenko. That's not to downplay the fact that she's beat Roxanne Modafieri. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. that, that's not to downplay those victories. Um, but it's more or less to say resumes, people that they fought and who they've been around. It just, you know what I'm saying? It just isn't the same thing. Right. Um, so, you know, uh, Casey O'Neill at the time was ranked number 12 and she was trying to fight Jennifer Maya, who's ranked number eight. Um, still a line of killers ahead of even Jennifer Maya. So, you know, we, we'll see. You know, it'd be definitely interesting to see where they where both fighters go from here. In all honesty, um, this is just because I had a rank. I had the rankings up. If I was Jennifer Maya, I'd maybe try to make a play at Jessica Andrade if she's still trying to mess around at flyweight. You know what I'm saying? If she's still mm -hmm. there because she's ahead of you on the in the rankings at number five and you number eight, and maybe she moves up, you know, at, uh, on Tuesday when they do the update. No, you never know. I think it's some fights there, so we'll just have to see. But that was pretty much, uh, that was the story of Jennifer Maya versus Casey O'Neill. But next up, we have a fight that somebody I know really would like to talk about. Um, Listen, hey, I'm, I'm going to take it from CJ. here. Oh, I just ahead. grabbed it, bro. You didn't need to yeah, pass it. Took it. I the just mic. snatched it, bro. My bad, brother. You uh, got it? <laughs> it's your world. Uh, <laughs> Listen, Gunner, <laughs> Gunny <laughs> Nelson, Gunnar, Gunner, Gunny mm, Nelson. Gunny. Come on. Right. That goes hard. Uh, Gunny is hard. Brian Bam Bam Barbarina, which also goes hard, right? Got to got to give a shout out to Barbarina's entrance music. My man was just here to Damn. have a good time. He was jamming, right? Uh, but let's go over the fighter data real quick before we get into it, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, Brian Barbarina, thirty-three years old, striking stylist. Uh, obviously from the U.S., right? Made his Octagon debut back in 2014. He has been pro since 2009, right? Uh, he says Bam Bam is really the one nickname that stuck, right? In terms of his last couple fights. I mean, he's been active, uh, especially <laughs> in 2022, bro. That's, that's Him and Andre Fialio taking all the checks. <laughs> I was like asking him, I was like, hey, we ain't seen Andre Fialio in a while. I was like, nigga, he needs to take a break. You're good. <laughs> mandatory, mandatory break, right? Uh, I don't think it was his choice. Anyway, Barbarina, uh, last few wins, he had that win over Matt Brown by split decision back in March of last year. Mm -hmm. uh, got, that, got that dub over Robbie Lawler back in July of last year. We covered these. Uh, also fight of the uh, night. 
got that L to Dos Anjos. Uh, Over there too. Back in December, yep. And then we got him going up against Gunnar Gunny Nelson, right? Then we got Gunnar Gunny Nelson. And I made this joke in the chat, but it's like, there was this meme floating around about like how, as a man, you should only have like one real good laugh a day. And then, you know, it's time to be serious. <laughs> This nigga, That's gonna know. This nigga, <laughs> you got all his laughs out when he was a baby. <laughs> have you ever Did seen he? him? Did have he? you ever seen him laugh? Maybe he or just smile? never had him. <laughs> yeah. I've never seen Gunnar Nelson I've smile, so I don't know. The nigga just gets more intense with every appearance. Like, I don't even. <laughs> anyway. That's, that's that Viking blood. That's that That's that, that's that Viking blood, bro. That's that, that Icelandic. Right. Probably has a relative named Thor. Uh, anyway. He might. He from Iceland. He right. That's what I'm saying. Life. I'm not joking. Uh, yeah, I'm agreeing. 34 years old, grappling stylist. Clearly, the dude's jujitsu pedigree is no joke, as we'll see in this fight as well, right? Made his Octagon debut back in Dece- uh, December, September of 2012. Um, Shit, I mean, it's Gunnar Nelson. I don't know what else to say. He's low-key kind of a household name, right? He's been pro since 2007. I mean, he was... One of the uh, best just actual names ever. Yeah. It's It's a a good good legal name. name. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good legal name. I don't know why that was funny. Uh, He's a black belt under Henzo Gracie. I mean, the dude... I give you a dollar if you could say his middle name. His middle name? What's his middle name? Nah, don't even look it up. Don't even look it up. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Let's just look live. Just don't even try. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. We got a lot of consonants. Damn. Okay. Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. Wait. I could probably do this. Hold on. It looks doable though. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I could probably do this. I could probably do this. Hold on. The Lord is my savior. (laughs) Hold on. I could do this. Okay. Fuck. Is that a D or like an O? Hold on. Hold on, hold on. I shit. Uh, okay, Gunnar Ludwig, Lud Lud Ludwig. Lud. I tried. I think it's Ludwig. If I had I to tried. guess, I tried. I tried. Nelson. Uh, why is Nelson the easiest part to pronounce? <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> anyway, let me get into this fight though. Please. It it did not go beyond one round. Um, my my thoughts as I was jotting it down, man. First of all. Uh, Gunnar Nelson's fighting stance is fucking pure karate. Pure karate. But he's not a karate stylist like that. The man grapples, right? But he's got that stance, man. Anyway, uh, and I think the reason why he chooses that stance is because it allows for him to strike, but most importantly, it also allows for him to do his level changes, for him to get into his grappling, take it to the ground, and eventually do his jiu-jitsu thing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Barbarina, right off of the bat, he's leveraging his leg kicks. And let's be real, too. Those weren't some light taps that Barbarino was throwing at uh, Gunnar Nelson. Like, even when the fight eventually got taken to the ground because, you know, Gunnar set up a nice, smooth-ass double leg. When uh, Gunnar Nelson was working his way past Brian Barbarino's guard, putting him in the half-guard situations, and then eventually acquiring full mount, the camera caught a peek at Gunnar Nelson's uh, calf muscle on the outside. There was some serious damage there. And Barbarina at this point hadn't thrown many leg kicks, but just so you guys know, they were dealing damage. Now, once it gets taken to the ground, it's the Gunnar show, right? It's, it's that Icelandic chill, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought Barbarina should have thrown more kicks, but it was too late at that point, bro. Um, you saw Gunnar Nelson do an Americana, an American lock attempt. You saw him transition to a head and arm choke, eventually get full mount. Then all the while, too... 
he was doing this when they were up against the cage. He was doing this when they were off the cage, but still on the ground. But he was throwing these close range elbows that uh, easiest way to describe it. Think one inch punch, but with an elbow. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, like it doesn't look like much, but you don't want to be on the receiving end of those. And sure enough, as he's throwing those elbows, he's gradually making a cage around Barbarina's head and arm. And what does he do? He spins around and hits the most textbook armbar of all time. Textbook. Like, like Helio Gracie was, you know, looking down or looking up, depending on how you feel about the Gracies. Whoa. <laughs> hey, hey, bro, you read, you read into their past. All I'm saying, my nigga, you read into that Gracie family, they, their, their lineage has sometimes been on the wrong side of history. That's all I'm saying. But Helio Gracie is like looking and being like, yeah. That was a legit arm bar. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, now I did say some Woo! wild shit. Oh, that, that was funny as hell, yo. I'll <laughs> talk about me. All I'm saying, hey, I, I read, I read Hicks and Gracie's autobiography and like the Gracie lineage, man, they, 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 they've given the world Brazilian jiu jitsu, but like their, At their family, course. their family history is, it's not great, bro. All I'm saying is like they got an ancestor who fought on the side of the Confederacy, and I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's a note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Gunnar Nelson, right? Sick ass armbar. Obviously, he got the dub, and he got a performance of the night bonus. So good for him on both fronts. Um, Brian Barberina, it's what it is. The dude stays ready to fight. I'm sure this is not going to be the last time we see him. Um, but with that, what we got next? Mr. Hambrick, Sir Hambrick, violence, Sir Hambrick of House violence. Hands. Go ahead. It's violence begets violence. Damn, begets <laughs> violence. Yeah, oh Justin Gaethje, a man that has stepped through a time machine from the era of gladiators and has been transported to present day. Against steak, raw, raw. Uh, against Rafael Fizayev, who is also from Kazakhstan. Also is an extremely, extremely well-versed Muay Thai fighter. Very well-decorated Muay Thai martial artist. He also happens to be a bonus machine like the guy that he was fighting, Justin Gaethje. Uh, Fiziev has received, he has gotten a bonus for every fight he's had since 2020, which was his defeat of Mark Jacasey, his KO of Hinato Moicano, his unanimous decision win over Bobby Green, his KO of Brad Rydell, and his KO of Rafael Dos Anjos. All like, earned like him. a crazy fucking streak, but go on. Yeah, and they all got him performance of the night, performance of the night, fight of the night, performance of the night. That's cool. We got Justin Gaethje. <laughs> the human highlight. Justin Gaethje came into UFC 2017. Performance of the night, fight of the night, arguably fight of the year. Following uh, that same year, fights Eddie Alvarez, fight of the night, probably fight of the year if you didn't like that one more than Michael Johnson's fight. Hmm. Next year, fights Dustin Poirier. Um... Fight of the night, fight of the year that year. 
Fights James Vick. Grand opening, grand closing. Performance of the night, first round finish. Edson Barbosa, where you going? Here's a hook, by the way. Fight of the night bonus. Donald Cerrone, somebody get the ref in here. Performance of the night. <laughs> Tony Ferguson had this man's number, had his email, had his address, had his birth certificate. He had everything. Fault could be, got his arm bent back in front of his pops, came back. This Michael Chandler, fight of the night. Like, and Vice Charles Oliveira loses and comes back against Rafael Fazayev, uh, Fazeev. The belief was that this was going to be an all stand-up fight, and with this was 99% true. There was literally one actual takedown. Mm-hmm. The only round I didn't give to Justin Gaethje uh, was the first round. Mm-hmm. Um. And that was just because I think he needed to adjust to the speed. And it was a 10-9, but I could totally to me, but I could totally see how you could have given the first round to Justin Gaethje. I personally did not. But it was after that first round when we really started to see the difference in power between the two guys. Oh my because goodness. both guys were landing, but one guy was doing more damage to the other one. And it was it was definitely Justin Gaethje. Uh he Justin, had- Raphael Hazeev looking like Thor at the end of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah, there was his eye was cut and swollen. It was so it literally was so bad you couldn't tell he had an eye in there. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Um, and that's not to say that Fazeev was not in this fight. He put his hands on Justin a handful of times. Um, but just not necessarily in any manner that that stopped. Uh, Justin's game plan, he executed an excellent game plan, constantly circling and moving around. Never let uh, Fazeev get him on the cage and vice versa. Fazeev didn't really let Justin get him on the cage. Um, I felt like Justin was starting to slow down a little bit in the, uh, on the back end of that second round, and that was when he popped that takedown. Um, I just felt overall, it was like Rafael Fazeev, Rafael Fazeev, see, I'm so used to uh, the Brazil. the Brazilian fighters. Rafael Vasiv did uh, a pre-fight interview where he gave a pretty good account of like what his journey has kind of been like in the division. And he was saying that he recognized as he moved up, when you fight better guys, it's harder to put them out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like, you know, the first few fights, he kind of was piecing dudes up. But, you know, when you get to like a Rafael Dos Anjos, you're not getting him out of there in the first round, dog. You finna have to be there for a little bit. You're going to yeah. do a little work. Yeah. And uh, he had his work cut out for him again last night with Justin Gaethje. And I mean, it's further proof of the fact that he put on a hell of a performance because he got to split that bonus also winning fight of the night with Justin Gaethje. That's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. So uh, both guys came to fight, man. This shit was just violent. It, to be honest <laughs> with you, this is probably the, the of of recent memory. This is the only fight I wish we could like. I wish this was like a COVID fight. Like, I wish, and I don't mean that like COVID or like that. I mean, like, I wish this was like an empty arena fight. Like uh, how when he fought Tony. Like, I wish I could have just heard those shots the two guys was throwing a little bit more. Because yeah, obviously, could, you could hear them even with the, the crowd. The impacts had yeah. me cringing. I miss yeah, hearing the uh I miss hearing the uh the coaches like on different sides. I miss hearing the them screaming while the while the fight's going on. I miss that. Yeah. I just uh personally I, I really enjoyed the fight. I was super entertained by it. Um Justin Gaethje, you know, showed up and showed out. And you know, all we can do is see what's gonna happen. Uh go forward, excuse me. 
both guys, um, because both guys did an amazing job, man. And they, they, you know, they came out and they entertained the fans, a hundred percent. And um, you know, that is, it's not, at least in my opinion, I guess it's kind of controversial. It's not the most important part of their job, but it is a part of their job to be entertaining. You know, mm-hmm. uh, no matter how you look at it, there's no way to slice that cake where it's not true. Mm. Um, so uh, I felt like for. For they got, I got my money's worth, and I didn't pay to see this, so <laughs> I was a guest. <laughs> um, but who, whoever did pay, we got their money's worth for sure. Yeah. I, I thought that was yeah. great. Um, man, and with that, we had our main event of the night, and I'm gonna pass that over to you, Bryce. Would you like to handle Kamaru Usman versus Leon Edwards? Yeah, let's let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about it. Um, yeah, this was weird. This was a weird, uh, this was a, it was a good fight. Um, but there was a lot, uh, going on. There was a lot that happened. Um, very hostile. Let's, let's just go into it. Leon versus Usman, uh, fight three. Uh, Usman won the first one. This was years ago. Uh, I believe he won by decision. Mm-hmm. Um, second decision. fight, uh, was recent. It was, uh, it was, it wasn't this year, was it? It was no, last it was last year. year. It was last year, and uh, Leon had a surprising head kick in the fifth round that took out Usman. Yeah, shot um, broke the system. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, we got to to the third fight, um, and both people were just very riled up. There was a lot of a lot of back and forth between the two, uh, very competitive, um, and so. Um, First round, um, it, I, I honestly gave it to Usman. Um, I think just I think I think Leon still had the pressure. He was still feeling it. He was still it, like everyone's just filling each other out. Usman was just a little more aggressive. Um, uh, he was he was it was more so a chase down. Um, Leon was keeping his distance, uh, but Usman was just. Kind of moving forward, but I, I think I think this is the first time I kind of noticed his walk and just like his knees, mm-hmm. uh, which would definitely play uh, go into effect more so later. Um, second round, I want to say things started started getting getting interesting. I want to say in the second round, that's when we got the first call out by the ref um, in regards Ooh. to a couple on the cage. Man, dude, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, nah, nah, please. Also, if you all, if you both want to want to come in, please do. So all I'm gonna say um, is this: <laughs> Matt the, said, the say, fin- less. <laughs> the, say, say less. Uh, Bryce is not even underselling the fact that this fence grab, like he literally was held up by the fact that he gripped this cage. Like Kamaru Usman tried to rip him to the ground, and you clearly saw he could not pull him because he clung to the cage. And then Leon turned around and was like, what did I do? Like, yeah. we, we literally all saw you. Right. You yep. said, well, it was only for like a second. Yeah, a second before you could be taken down, dog. Yes, we saw you. Go that ahead, was, Bryce. I'm sorry. That, that, was, just... that was wild. The fence grab was wild. Also, the glove grab, which immediately came to my attention. The glove mm. grab, I want to say, was that? Because I think they were both in the same round. It's just the the fence grab was so. It late. was caused was every round, damn near. Yeah, the, the yeah. groin strikes. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Herb Dean, Herbisol Dean's worth, right? 
He yeah. definitely was at a point where he's like, come on, y'all. Herb was like, I need fighter tonight, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, just like Kamaru just getting in his face, just like he didn't even wait until uh until, until the until the fight started again. He's like, no, nah, I'm right here. Leon, like, bro, what you doing? Get your ass <laughs> Kamaru, uh-huh. or I was just say, Leon Edwards and Kamaru was when we're on that by any means necessary energy. By any right. means necessary energy, yes, especially Leon. Leon got like two nut shots off, a glove grab, and a fence grab. Uh, what was the thing that took away the point? Was the was the fence grab? It the, was the, the fence grab. Mm-hmm. The fence grab was the point taker. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as the fight went on, I think Leon got comfortable with himself. He started to understand that he had uh, speed over uh, Usman, um, and he was he was really utilizing them leg kicks. Um, so yeah, he was just he was just lighting up Usman, and I think Usman's strategy going into it was to kind of push him back, get him to the cage, and then just let the grappling do the work. But unfortunately, Leon had a strategy for the for the for the cage grapple. Every time uh, Usman would get into the cage, Leon would grab one of his arms, and Usman just couldn't get a good grapple on him. Uh, well, that was later on. Earlier in the fights, Usman would get him to the ground, but Leon would find him way up. Uh, also, just Usman's strength is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. He fucking, um, I think he just like quickly just like picked the dude up, put him down. Like picked his, he cranked him up, cranked him back down. That's wrestling yeah. technique. Oh my goodness, just just amazing. Like uh, Usman is. Did your mouth water when you saw that takedown, TJ, or no? It was a slick ass takedown. Not gonna lie. It was slick. It was very slick. Um, and yeah, uh, going into the the fourth and fifth round, we definitely started to see the difference. Uh, Leon was piecing him up more. Um, just just utilizing just everything, and just uh, he didn't get a knockout. Um, but it was it was very he actually did get a head kick. He did get a head kick, but it was just very clear that Usman just didn't have this. Um I think it was weird that Leon was I guess he was everybody the, the commentators kept saying he's waiting for the I think it was Bisping. I think it was Bisping. I was like, he's waiting for the fifth round for the head kicks. He's waiting for the fifth round for the head kicks. Um and I guess that was just that was just weird to me. I find it interesting Justin uh Justin Gaethje was like, yeah, Bisping was in there just just completely, uh, completely biased. Uh, but that's just neither here nor there. Um, yeah, Leon, Leon uh, had a clear win to me just going into the later rounds. Uh, that point taking got real scary though, um, because you know, uh, um, if it wasn't for the if, honestly, if it wasn't for that fifth round, um, going the way it did for Leon, I could have, I could have saw, I could have saw an argument. Uh, of it being a, of it being a, 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 well, it was a majority, but like a split or something like that, a split mm-hmm. or a tie. Um, ultimately, it was a good pay per view. Um, it was a good card. It was a good fight. Leon really showed himself as a champion. Um, uh, Usman showed himself as a, as just a, a, as a, as a, as a, as a champ through and through. Just the way he took the L, um, and just the way just going through this fight. Um. Yeah. Um. And there was there was no no one really took an L to be in this in this uh in this in this pay per view. Well, except Kobe just being a weirdo. Uh. But yeah, solid solid all the way around. I'm opening up the floor. What did y'all think? Was there anything in this in this fight that y'all really wanted to point out or really wanted to bring attention to? Um. Yeah. Um. 
I thought it was still kind of close for what it's worth, but I, I, I also feel that toward the later rounds, Edwards was really getting the hang of most of yeah. these striking exchanges. Um, and he was really effectively shutting down Usman's wrestling, which I would imagine also kind of demoralized Usman as well, because for one, taking somebody down is already hard work. But to yeah. take somebody down knowing that you have a fucking godly wrestling pedigree, right, and it still didn't do shit, like, that's got to demoralize you further. So, for one, like, shout out to uh, Edwards and his camp, right, for being able to strategize in such a way and develop his, like, anti-wrestling, his wrestling defense to that degree. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I just thought it was an interesting I, I, it, the beginning of the, the 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 event, the main event, was just weird, like, with all those fouls. And part of me also wonders if the blatant fa- fence grab was on purpose. Like, if he sacrificed that point, Edwards, because he knew that they wouldn't get reset in that position on the fence, right? Because what happened right after, Usman was like, hey, are we going back to the fence? And, like... Herb Dean Herbisol was like, no, nah, bro, what you mean? You got he already got the point taken away. Y'all are gonna reset in the middle. Which you you can't help but wonder if that kind of shifted the momentum in that round just ever so slightly. Um, because sometimes you, you gotta be curious, right? Like, it's like you know damn well you just committed some type of foul, right? Um, mm-hmm. you can't pretend like it wasn't on purpose. Like, did you knew what the ramifications would be? It was that part of the game. You can't. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if at that level when a belt is on the line, like, I mean, I was joking earlier about the by any means necessary, but like high key, by any mm. means necessary, right? A dub is a dub. He he retained his strap, you know? Um, what'd you think, Matt? Um, Haven't slept on it. I, I felt one way last night, and I think I kind of feel the same way. I felt at the conclusion of that fifth round that Leon had done enough to win. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't want to say I was surprised by Kamaru's performance because I don't think Kamaru had a bad performance. I just think Leon was that good. Um, I give all my respect to Leon. I picked, I definitely picked Kamaru Usman to beat him, and I was wrong. Um, I just I felt like everything Kamaru did at a certain point just felt like it was too late. Um. I think the speed definitely played a factor and the fact that it is very widely known that Kamaru has bad knees, um, you know, like to the point, Bryce, he couldn't go downstairs before. Mm. Um, and then it's also evident when you see him and you see how skinny his legs are in comparison to his upper body, to his upper body. And it's only specifically his legs past his knees. If you like his calves are tiny for a guy that wrestles. Yeah, You know, I'm not expecting his calves to be, you know, obviously it's not like he's trying to, uh, you know, if he was a dude that played basketball or something, he'd have massive calves or some shit. But I know how much leg goes into wrestling. I'm not that, like, out of the loop for that. And he has really small legs considering. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't feel like he, again, this is all objective. I don't mean this disrespectfully at all. I just didn't feel like he looked good. Um, I felt like he had moments where he shined. But when that final bell rung, there was no question in my head that Leon Edwards was still the champion. They were like, oh, you know, the, the point deduction and all that. And I get that, but I just don't think so. I mean, right. you know, I felt like though he did get the takedowns, 
He wasn't able to make a lot of them work. Um, he beat him on total strikes, you know, and he he even beat him on uh the he beat him on total strikes overall and you know significant blows and all that, but he didn't beat him on accuracy of those. Right. You know what I'm saying? He uh, he didn't, and the output wasn't like doubled. And uh, I felt like a lot of times, a lot of punches, with some of them were set up. And he stung Leon with a handful of like really strong shots. He sat down on a few right hands that kind of pushed Leon back. But ultimately, the only way he was going to really, really be able to get to Leon was going to be getting him on the ground just because it, they brought up a, another good point that I did not consider. And they fought in Salt Lake City last time. With the elevation? With elevation. Sorry. Kamaru trains at altitude. So fighting at altitude was never going to affect him in the first place. Because that's what he trains at. 